Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hopefully you're enjoying your day. If not, maybe I could take your mind off of things for a few moments. As you can tell from the title, the NFL's back. I'm excited. I know you're excited because you clicked on the video. And since you already did that, you might as well just go ahead, hit the like button, subscribe, or follow, depending on what platform you're watching this on, and share it out as well. Because it would be greatly appreciated by myself, and I, I know, you know, I say this pretty often, but I do appreciate all of you for tuning in, for helping the channel reach where it's gotten to so far. Sure, we're not big time yet. I know we're on the road there, and that's all thanks to you. So with the NFL being back, once again, it's going to be another NFL-centric episode. After watching this one, you can go back and check the previous Two or three videos have also been NFL videos, kind of get you set for the season. So the last episode, I went through the AFC teams, gave you the X factor for each of them that I think will have the bet the greatest impact on their season. I did the same for the NFC, the episode before that one. So go check those out after you finish watching this one. Hey, you know, let me know under each of those as well as this one your thoughts on every, on anything I talk about. So with this episode, I'm going to talk about a big signing in the NFL that happened just yesterday, which could have a ripple effect on a couple of players. Take a look at my playoff predictions, how I see the season playing out. I found an empty bracket for uh, playoffs, filled it in, and it's, it's on record now. At the end of the season, kind of look back at it and see where I was right, where I was wrong. Take a look at the Lions versus Chiefs, because that is the opening night game tonight. Give you a little bit of breakdown, a little bit of how I see the matchups playing out in that game. Ultimately, who I think wins it. Then I'll give you my Super Bowl MVP, plus get you set up for what's to come with Friday's video. So now we've gotten through all that, let's just go ahead, get into the top story here. And that is one Mr. Nick Bosa. There was some talk about his contract. Would the Niners get it done before the start of the year? Would it linger into the season? Talked about this on Cheap Seats over on Sports Empire Network. I thought it'd be a game or two tops, then he would get signed. Well, I was wrong. He signed before the season. He signed a massive deal as well. The numbers, five years, $170 million, $122.5 of it guaranteed. That's big money. You know, he, 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 got his, he got his payday, more power to him. He's now the highest paid defensive player in the league. By a couple of million over Aaron Donald. Where I said in the opening that this has a ripple effect. There's two other defensive players who've come on and said they're unhappy with their contracts. Chris Jones and uh, Brian Burns in Carolina. Although I don't, I don't think he's being talked about a lot. But Chris Jones was before the Nick Bosa deal trying to get Aaron Donald money. Now that Bosa's getting more than Aaron Donald... What are, the, what, what are the expectations from Chris Jones now? Does he now want 
Nick Bosa money? Does he want, does he still want more than, well, I guess not still, because before it was, he wanted Donald money. Now does he want more than Aaron Donald, but he's willing to take a little less than Nick Bosa? He wants to be in between? Or does this not change anything for him? And he just wants Aaron Donald money. We'll see what that does for Kansas City. Maybe Kansas City was waiting to see what Nick Bosa got. Then they can have a better idea of how to change their offer up to Chris Jones to hopefully get him into the fold. So Chris Jones obviously won't play tonight, but we'll see if Nick Bosa has any effect on Chris Jones' situation. And like I said, Brian Burns, who's in Carolina, he's unhappy with his deal as well. He's very important to that team. He's their best pass rusher, <clears throat> much like you know Bosa is to the Niners, Chris Jones is to Kansas City, Burns has the same effect on Carolina's defense. So we'll see. For all we know, maybe Burns gets done before Chris Jones because of this Bosa deal, although I don't think Burns was in line to make Aaron Donald money. I think third is T.J. Watt at like $28 million. But we'll see. Maybe now Bosa gets signed, the other two – put their uh, signature on a contract here. But speaking of Chris Jones, looking at tonight, we got Lions versus Chiefs. Now this is an interesting matchup. The line on this game, it's uh, down to four and a half. I believe yesterday was five and a half, which I think was down from, I think it opened at like six and a half or seven, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I know when it you know, was a five and a half and is now four and a half. So Vegas is telling you there's going to be some effect with not only Chris Jones not being there, but as we also learned this week, Travis Kelsey's not going to be around tonight. He's dealing with a knee issue. The team had to look at it. They said the ACL is intact. I still am a little worried that they had to check the ACL and make sure it was intact based off of whatever his injury was. So I know that there there's talk about Juju Smith's knee. But now we might have to worry about Travis Kelsey's knee. Because by looking at the ACL, there were some worries about it. So even if he comes back, whether it's, I don't know, three, four weeks into the season, I think there's going to be worries there whenever he takes a hit. Because you know what these tight ends, especially with a Travis Kelsey type, he does like to get downfield a bit. These safeties and corners aren't tackling him high. They're going for the legs. And if he takes a hit on the knee, it, it could be something to look for later in the year. I'm not wishing that on anybody, but I think it's got to be a concern for not only himself, but the team. But anyway, the players that will play tonight, you still have Patrick Mahomes to a lot of people. That's enough. So for Kansas City, I want to see, will Mahomes be affected in any way by Travis Kelsey not being there? Because Travis Kelsey is his number one wide receiver. Even though he's a tight end, he's the number one option. So if they get into a, I don't know, tough third down situation late in the game, who will Mahomes look to? Will he look to uh, Ross or Moore, Sky Moore and Justin Ross? Will he look, I don't know, will he look to just make a play by himself scrambling around? I don't, I don't know. We'll see how what the effect is. Kansas City comes into this it's banner unveiling night with a show off the little super bowl banner 
The crowd will go wild. The emotions will be high at Arrowhead Stadium. And for a lot of people, they'll be like, for Kansas City, it's opening night. Who cares? I do think for the narrative around the team with Kelsey and Jones being out, Mahomes wants to prove something. He wants to prove that, yes, those two guys are important to the team, but he can still lead this team to wins. So I think they're going to come out, they're going to play this game, and they're going to be very focused on getting the win. Other side, Detroit. Detroit was the feel-good story of last season. You know, franchise that's been kind of mired in mediocrity. Still trying to get past the whole, they forced Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson to retire early. Like, that's kind of what the Lions are known more for than actually winning on the field, which is crazy. But last season, they went 9-8, uh, and eight, narrowly missed the playoffs. So I think now the expectations have definitely risen because at looking at the division, Justin Fields in Chicago, there's still questions and they're still kind of building towards something. Minnesota, people didn't buy into them last year. They're buying into them even less this year. Green Bay, there's no Aaron Rodgers anymore. And now we have the unknown of Jordan Love. Detroit seems like they're in the best situation within that division. So because of that, the expectation is for them to win the division, which means making the playoffs. Obviously, it's just week one, so you're not going to learn everything about these teams tonight. But for Detroit, they would love to get their season started with a win on the road at Arrowhead Stadium the night they unveil their Super Bowl banner. That A win like that could carry a team like Detroit through the first half of the season. The kind of confidence that they would have in themselves if they pull this off tonight probably can't be measured, but it's something they could definitely carry over into the, like I said, the early weeks of the season while they're still trying to iron some things out like most teams are at this point in the season. They're not they're not complete they're not a complete team yet. So you know it's gonna be interesting to see what Detroit does. You know, with the Chris Jones absence, the defense will be more vulnerable from Kansas City. Detroit, we know, loves to run the ball. They drafted Jameer Gibbs high for a reason. They brought in David Montgomery. They had Swift last year. They're gonna continue what they what they know to do. Gibbs will factor in the passing game as well. Goff is going to want to, hopefully with the run established, get into play action, some rollouts. And like I said, Detroit, you know what you're going to get from them. Dan Campbell has established, well, I I guess you can't say a winning culture yet because it's only one season. You kind of have to do a back-to-back before you can say maybe it's a winning culture. But he's trying to establish something. I think what we're learning is the players like playing for him. They'll play hard for him. So it's not going to be an easy one for Kansas City tonight. Looking at the line, like I said, it's Chiefs minus four and a half. I'll take the Chiefs minus the four and a half. But I do think Detroit's going to show out well tonight. They will kind of reassure those who think the division runs through Detroit. Also, the ones who were like, this is probably going to be a playoff team this year. 
I, I feel like they'll feel good about that coming out of this game. Win or lose, I think the Chiefs win it. Would I be shocked if Detroit pulled off the, I guess, stunner to some? No. I'm just not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes opening night. But like I said, let me know what you think down in the comment section if you feel the same way. Or do you think the Lions win tonight? You can put a score as well, prediction. I have it. I'm going to say 30-24 Chiefs. All right, so now looking at my playoff predictions. So, yes, I found an empty bracket, went ahead, filled in all the teams, and played it all the way out to the Super Bowl. So, as you can see, with the NFC, also, I guess I can add in here, I am on a new platform now. I'm on, I'm using Riverside.fm. I'm not sponsored by them or anything, just want to say that. I believe that with this platform, I can actually start producing audio episodes again. Haven't done audio episodes in forever. So if everything goes as planned, if you are listening to this, welcome back to Chomping at the Bit. It's on me that you haven't seen an episode in forever. But like I said, with the new platform, I, I guess I should be able to give you guys the audio version once again. So I am excited for that. Uh, I believe it would be Spotify. I think that's what's tied into Riverside. So there you go. Listen to it on Spotify as well. But uh, looking at the bracket here, I have the Eagles as the one seed in the NFC again. I know no team has won the NFC East back-to-back -back seasons in forever, but 2023 is a weird year. I've said it before, so why not have it happen this year? Eagles get it done, and they're the top seed once again. I have the Niners winning the, being the two seed winning the NFC West. Yes, they lost some pieces defensively. D'Amico Ryans is gone. Yes, teams now have tape on Brock Purdy. But I do think Brock Purdy, no, he's not a top 10 quarterback. He's also not the worst quarterback in the league. I feel like Brock Purdy is going to be a serviceable quarterback. And with the system they run in San Francisco, he's not the most important player on offense. I could argue well, not that I can argue. You would agree. Christian McCaffrey plays a bigger role. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, the O-line. Then you get to Brock Purdy. So I think they'll be fine. So I have them as the two seed. I have the Vikings winning the NFC North. I, I know I just sat there and gave all the love to Detroit. I have, the, I have the Vikings winning the division. I do think, do they fall off from the, the season they had last year? A little bit. But they don't all of a sudden become like a seven-win team. Look, if you've listened to me enough or watched the videos, you know I'm a bigger Kirk Cousins guy than most. I, I think because of the primetime thing, which is a big deal, I'm not trying to glaze over that in any way, that a lot of people think Kirk Cousins is like some bum who's just getting some favorable treatment by being a starting quarterback. He's a legit starting quarterback. If you look at his numbers, he puts up good numbers. It's just that 
the primetime thing is just too big of an issue to not notice. But he's going to put up numbers again this year. Yeah, there's no Dalvin Cook behind him. They brought in Jordan Addison. You're looking at Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that guy. TJ Hawkinson just got a new deal. Should be highly motivated to to continue to be a really good tight end. They were KJ Osborne, not a bad number three. And yeah, I think offensively they'll be fine. The questions will be defensively, but they brought in Brian Flores. So you can expect an upgrade on that side of the ball as well. So why wouldn't they win the division still? That's just my thinking. I have the Saints winning the NFC South, but I'll be honest with you. I don't know what to think of that of that division. The Saints should win it because they have the, I guess you could say, arguably best quarterback. They, he has, he's the most accomplished quarterback in the division. You know, maybe you're a big believer in Bryce Young. I wouldn't necessarily argue with you, but uh, Carr is the most accomplished quarterback. Chris Olave, best wide receiver in the division. They probably have the best defense in the division. Seems like they should win it. You know, Kamara's going to miss the first few games, but uh, they have uh, Jamal Williams, who will be a capable backup. Love seeing him with the training camp stuff. Hard not to root for him. So I'm wishing all the, all the success for him this season. So I think the Saints get it done, but I do think they get pushed by Carolina, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay. Who knows? A lot of people are out on Tampa Bay. I think Baker will be fine, I guess. He does seem to play better when he has a chip on his shoulder and people are doubting him. Who's doubting him more than anybody this season? So I think he he outperforms some expectations. I have the Cowboys as the five seed with the um, best wild card record. They're going to win 11, 12 games. They just won't win enough to overtake the Eagles, so I have them as a five seed. I've got the Seahawks as a six seed. The Seahawks will push the Niners in that division, trust me. But I do think that they are a playoff team. Love what I saw from Geno Smith last season. I think it continues this year. Now you're adding JSN to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Uh, You have Kenneth Walker. You have uh, Zach Charbonnet in the running backs. Love it. Defensively, they have to show they can stop the run. That's their biggest deficiency. They brought back Bobby Wagner. They drafted what Witherspoon, who's in the secondary, but I think the defense will be better, so I've got the Seahawks as the sixth seed. Seventh seed might be the biggest surprise on here, although maybe the Vikings win in the NFC North, but I think the Bears get that last wildcard spot. I'm expecting a big improvement from Justin Fields as they improve the offensive line. Gave him a legit number one with DJ Moore. Which makes Mooney and Claypool now you're two and three. I think that maybe opens up some space in the field for Komet. I I just think the Bears are going to be much improved this year. To the point that I do think they get in as a seven seed. To be honest with you, I think Detroit's going to factor in there. I could also argue maybe the Commanders... Also, look out for Green Bay. I liked what I saw from Jordan Love in the off- in the preseason. I just don't know if they're ready to make the jump to 
a playoff team. But I think Jordan Love could have a, a pretty good season. So then looking at the uh, second round by uh, the Seahawks, I guess upsetting the Vikings, they end up making the trip to Philly and not Dallas. So Seahawks go to play the Eagles. I think it'd be a fun game. I think the Eagles win that one, move on to the NFC title game. We get a throwback to the 90s with Cowboys Niners in the playoffs. I had the Cowboys winning that one. I think the defense would be enough to, you know, stifle the the Niners multi-dimensional offense. I mean, look, Parsons would probably be in Purdy's ear all game. So I I have the Cowboys winning that one. Then we get Eagles-Cowboys for the third time during the season because they played in the same division, so they face each other twice anyway. In the NFC title game, I have the Eagles winning it and returning to the Super Bowl. The AFC side now, I have the Chiefs winning the AFC. I don't think there's a lot to be said there, but I think they're the best team in the AFC. I've got the Bengals as the two seed winning the the AFC North. Yes, the AFC North is going to be difficult. As you can see, and as I'll talk about here in a little bit, I have three teams from the division making the playoffs, but I do think the Bengals are the best team in that division. As long as you got Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, give me the Bengals. You know, defensively they lost Jesse Bates in the secondary, but um, I think I think the Bengals will be fine and they get that two seed, three seed. I have the Dolphins winning the AFC East. No, not the Jets, not the Bills. I think the Dolphins do it. Now, the the caveat's going to be. Tua's health. If Tua makes it 14 games this season, I think they win the division. If he plays like, I don't know, eight, seven or eight games, then yeah, the Dolphins have some issues. Although they have Mike White as their backup, I guess he's an upgrade over Skylar Thompson, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, four seed, I've got the Jaguars winning the, a- the AFC South. I do think the Tennessee Titans are going to push them this year. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Titans aren't any good, the division stinks, and the Jaguars win by, like, three games. No. I think the Titans will be right there, all the way through, battling the Jaguars. But I just think the Calvin Ridley addition to that offense will pay dividends. You know, he's a really good wide receiver who missed some time for a really stupid reason in gambling. He's going to show that he was one of the top young receivers when he was playing with the Falcons. He's going to show that in Jacksonville. Question is going to be, you know, will they be good enough defensively? Will this young team be able to handle the pressures of being the division favorite this year, knowing what they did last year? So now being a targeted team and not a team really chasing is kind of different, different mentality you need. We'll just have to see if Jacksonville can handle that. Five seed, I've got Cleveland. Look, I'm high on Cleveland. I think Deshaun Watson shows his Texans form, which leads to a much better team. You know, yes, they have Nick Chubb, so they're still going to run the ball a lot, but I think Watson puts up pretty big numbers this year. 
Their wide receiver group, I don't think, is getting enough recognition. You know, you have Amari Cooper. Yeah, we know Amari Cooper from his Dallas days. He's still pretty good. You have Elijah Moore, who was with the Jets last year, didn't like it, wanted out. He goes to Cleveland. He dealt with what? Zach Wilson last year. He's got Deshaun Watson this year. That's an upgrade. Uh, you have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's your three. You have David Njoku as your tight end. He's, he's pretty good, if you if you haven't noticed. So, I, I like them offensively. I think defensively, they're pretty good. So, give me the Browns as a five seed. I have the Ravens as a six seed. You know, Lamar got his money. They gave him OBJ. A lot of Ravens fans are really high on them, like winning the division stuff. I'm not there yet. Like I said with Tua, can Lamar give me 14 games under center? Let's see. If he can do that, then yeah, maybe they finish higher than a sixth seed. I just need to see it. And then seven, you you say what you want about this pick, but my Patriots will make the playoffs this year. I don't know. Does that count as a homer pick? You'll have to let me know because I think as a homer pick, I'd pick them to win the division and be like the three seed like the Dolphins. I had them as a wild card team and the last wild card team in. And that's probably because the AFC is really tough. Because there's some pretty good teams that I'm leaving out of my playoff. No Chargers, no Bills, no Jets, no Steelers, no Titans, who I, who I did talk about before. But no Broncos, who I'm also high on the Broncos being better than they were last year. But I think the Patriots find their way out of that group of really good teams and they make the playoffs. Obviously, going to be contingent on their offensive line, which has some questions going into the season that I'm not not really proud to hear that. But I, I feel like they get it figured out. Their first six games or so are going to be really telling if they get through those. If they get through those like four and two, then we're we're on to something. If they're three and three, okay. But if they're like one and five, zero oh and six, then yeah, I'm gonna look like an idiot in a few weeks when I do an episode and the Patriots, whatever. I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think they'll be I think they'll be three and three outside chance at four and two, which is perfect for me. Look, there's a lot of doubts in New England. Give me Bill Belichick with that kind of with that kind of energy. Because he loves playing up the nobody believes in us, nobody and all that. And I think this team's gonna respond. I think the Bill O'Brien running the offense is gonna be Big people are overreacting to last year and trying to trash this team. I think they'll be fine. So I have the Patriots as a seventh seed. Looking at the second round, I'd have the Browns going to Arrowhead, which would be the scene when uh, Watson was in Houston. They had a playoff game with the Chiefs. They had a big first half lead and then blew it in the second half. So it'll be Deshaun Watson returning to the scene of the crime with a new team around him. But I think it's going to get the same results. Kansas City wins that game. Moving on to the AFC title game, where they would get the Bengals after the Bengals beat the Dolphins, which that could be a really fun game. Watching you know, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, the Dolphins, and then the three I mentioned with the Bengals, uh, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Like that, That's a fun wide receiver uh, kind of comparison there. Tua, young, up-and-coming. You got Burrow, who's established. So that could be a fun game. But I have the Bengals winning that one, getting 
uh, rematch with Kansas City. Except for the Bengals winning that matchup this year. Going to the Super Bowl where they face the Eagles. Who, I'm sorry to say Eagles fans, but they lose in the Super Bowl again. Because I had the Bengals winning it all. Lifting that Lombardi. Joe Burrow getting his first ring. And, yeah, we're just riding off into the sunset with Joe Cool. You probably have some fur or something on, maybe a cigar. I don't know. It's it's Joe Burrow's world. We're just living in it. So, that's how I have the playoffs playing out. Once again, comment section. Let me know your Super Bowl matchup and your champion, as well as do you agree with my playoff teams? If you don't, let me know who you would have substituted in. Would greatly appreciate that. And I will respond to you. We will go back and forth in the comments. I have not missed a comment yet. Don't plan on doing it. So, trust me. Your comment will be read. So, looking at that, you know, that those are my playoff predictions. There's just one more prediction for me to make. As I said, I'll give you my MVP prediction. I got Joe Burrow winning the MVP award this year. I know it's a regular season award, so it's not tied into them winning the Super Bowl or anything, but... I feel like, look, I think with most with most sports, I can sit here and tell you before the season who's going to be kind of in the MVP picture. It's not hard to read how these leagues work. So in the NFL, it's going to be Burrow, Hurts. Well, Mahomes is always in the conversation, so that's an easy one. I think Herbert's going to be in the conversation as well. That's going to be dependent upon, well, if it plays out the way that my predictions are, then yeah, Herbert's not going to be there. But if the Chargers make the playoffs, it's probably going to be Herbert putting up crazy numbers with Quentin Johnson now added to that wide receiver group. So, yeah. But I think it's coming down to those three. It's going to be some talk about Michael Parsons as well. But that that's kind of the group there. I just think Burrow gets it. Would not be surprised if Jalen Hurts won it because a lot of people thought he probably should have won it last year. So, I would say Burrow or Hurts, but I'm going to lean Burrow this year. I mean, I guess I'm just kind of ripping Eagles fans' hearts all over the place because I have them losing in the Super Bowl, and I have Hurts missing out on the MVP once again. But, yeah, give me Joe Burrow. Once again, let me know who you think wins MVP this year. And uh, that's all I got for you. That was kind of a fun time. Like I said, First time on the new platform. So like I said, new era of the podcast. So uh, I think this is a good episode. You let me know down in the comment section what you liked about it, what you didn't like. It's all fine. But like button, subscribe, share, follow, all that good stuff, please do. And like I said, if you are a Spotify person, you want to listen to it back when you're at work or something, the episode should be up on Spotify here shortly. Like I said, I believe it's it's an integration thing with Riverside, so there you go. Welcome back, audio listeners. I know, I know, it's been way too long, but that's completely on me. It was a situation where I couldn't really make it work anymore, but now it looks like we're good to go, so I'm excited for that. Uh, but yeah, so thanks again for tuning in. You know, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. If you did, really appreciate that. And 
uh, Friday's episode will be my picks for the rest of the weekend. I got a graphic made and everything, got it all laid out. We're going to keep track of it instead of me trying to write notes on it and then forgetting about them halfway through the season. There will be a weekly graphic for the Friday show, which will keep up with my record and everything like that. So we're good to go. And then, yeah, we're just going to get set for the rest of the week. Uh, Sunday games. It's going to be fun. Uh, Before I get out of here, I will be over on Sports Empire Network tonight doing Sideline to Sideline, where we will talk more about Lions Chiefs, as well as the rest of the games for week one, or at least the big games. So definitely tune into that. It's at 7 o'clock, and we go up until kickoff of Thursday Night Football. So you will not miss any of the game. I promise you that. We'll just get you ready to go. We'll get you fired up like you're tailgating before the game. So uh, make sure you check me out there. And, um, yeah. So I hope to see you there. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out of here. Be safe. God bless. And I'll catch you in the next video. All right. I'm out.